SE16, presented by ICTV, your home for everything sports and entertainment. It starts right now. Are you ready for this? Steve, what is it right now? It's the what? It's the SE16 podcast, <laughs> and we're back. We are back, baby. After uh, after spring break, we're yeah. finally back. How was your guys' spring break, by the way? Well, if you go on ah, Facebook, yeah, yeah. if you go on Facebook, you'll see that Steve and I were in Hollywood Studios together in Disney World. Disney. And Steve almost World pooped his pants on Tower of Terror. <laughs> wow. All right. For everyone's information, I went on the Tower of Terror. I conquered a fear. I got over it, and now I can go on any ride at any theme park. From now until the rest Talk about of the Hulk. my life. What do you think of the Hulk? The Hulk at Universal. At Universal. Okay, this is a <laughs> roller coaster and a half. I'm telling you, number one recommendation: if you go down to Florida, if you're in the Orlando area, the price of admission to Universal is worth it. <laughs> just with the Incredible Hulk ride, I went on it eight times. Yeah. I went four times in a row. The fourth time, I think I started to black out, so we took a little <laughs> bit of a break, and we kept you kept going. going. That's what you gotta do. That's how you gotta do it. It's a great ride. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It's a great ride. But yes, yeah, Steve did conquer his fear of yeah, the Tower of Terror, uh-huh. and, and Malty, his twin brother, was laughing at him. I thought it was pretty funny. So it was fun to pick on you over spring break. No, not just him laughing oh, at me. Oh, my girlfriend. Was, Jonah's girlfriend was. Jonah's yeah. girlfriend. The six-year-old sitting in front of me was <laughs> laughing at me. The wow. kid's mom. I'm the over it. The kid's mom was laughing I'm at me. I'm over you. it. So how we're going to move on. Topics right now. We've got March Madness. The but aliens. you know what we're going to start with? Our recurring topic of Major League Baseball. Aliens. Aliens <laughs> come to Earth. We get a team. Hu- the human race gets a team for one game, one season player. Who are you going to pick? So far, we've picked Pedro Martinez, 1999, our pitcher, Johnny Bench, our catcher, Lou Gehrig, first base, Rogers Hornsby at second base, Al Rose in 1953 at third base. Well, well, but let's, now let, well, actually, we're going to the big position in the infield. Let's just honor Al Rosen before we course, go. We he, have to. he recently passed away. So it's Moment of silence. Yeah, moment of silence. All right, now we're going to move on to the shortstop position. And we're going to st- go to the shortstop position. We've got players from all different eras to choose from. Who do you got, Jonah? Uh, It's obvious. I mean, some people say Jeter. Some people say – I don't even know. But I'm going Cal Ripken Jr. on this one. Wow. What What season? What season are we talking I'm going the year after his rookie year, 1983, Cal Ripken Jr. He was an all-star. He won the Silver Slugger, and he was an MVP. He had 121 runs scored on 211 hits. He had 47 doubles and 663 at-bats. He had 102 RBIs, 27 homers, and he, he he didn't steal any bases, but he was a – it's the iron horse. He will never go out for you. He played 2,632 consecutive games. Just total. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm not, in one season, he, he, played playing, a hun- he played 162 games that year. He played 162 which is the maximum yep. you're yep. able to play in one regular season, and that's what counts for this argument. But continue, Jonah. I'm just saying, just total, it's the Iron Horse. He's crazy athletic. He's amazing at baseball. Dude just plays and, every day. Yeah, and he, he still is, does. It's the obvious choice. He's 22, he's young, and 211 hits, he's going to hit the ball mostly every time we're playing one game. He, 
batting average of 318. Okay. He always okay. struck out 97 okay. times. That's less okay. than 100 before, times. Before we let Matt go. I want to hear yours first, Matt Steve. I want to hear yours first. I, no, I was just going to point out Is it no that Mark? at this point, Cal Rifkin Jr. was playing shortstop, not third base, later in his career. He moved yep. to third base, yep. but he played shortstop at this time. Yes. So now, moving on, Matt Rahemba. What is no, your I want to hear yours first. Yeah. I want to hear yours first. Ladies first. Ladies first. Whoa. Whoa. I know. Whoa. Whoa. I know. Mature Whoa. I'm right feeling there. a little salty right now. I'm feeling a little salty. A little okay. Bit salty. Okay, you know what? You know what? I'll go, Steve. And we'll go with the Yankees. 1999. Oh, we're talking Derek Jeter. The greatest oh, no. shortstop in Yankee history. The One captain? of the greatest Yankees of all time. We're talking <laughs> Jeets. We're talking 24 home runs. 102 RBIs, 349 batting average, played in 158 games, had 219 hits, which is the most in out of uh, out of all his years playing in the major leagues. So, I mean, what else is there to say? And basically culminated in a championship for the Yankees that season. Okay, well, so, not a bad guy. I, I, not I'm a bad, honestly not, not a bad really, idea. really no, nothing else to say. I mean, he had a war of about 7.8 that season, which was also the highest of his career. One of the tops in Major League Baseball in that season. Really, there's no other way to go, and I, I think, honestly. We're talking Jeets, greatest shortstop in yep. Yankee history. Okay, so, 1999 so, Derek Jeter. So, what was that war you just said? Uh, 7.8. 7.8. Well, we're going to take a look at another shortstop of the same era as Derek Jeter. We're going to advance a few years to an 8.8 war. Mr. Alex Rodriguez of the Texas Rangers. In this season, he batted Steve. 300. Hit Steve, wait, 50, what season was this? What season on, was this? Steve, what season was this? This doesn't count. He took steroids Steve, this year. Year. What season was this? 57 home Probably runs. 03. Have you was ever? 2002. 2002. 57 home runs, 142 RBIs. Those numbers Steve, took are steroids. on. Heard of we're, we're, we're by talking a 2002 shortstop. A-Rod? Alex Rodriguez in 2002. Do I have to say it again? We're talking 2002. 57 home runs, 142 RBIs, a batting average of 300. His slugging percentage was 623. He was unbelievable that season. No shortstop before or after has had those numbers. Steve, you know the year after that he got tested for steroids and it was positive, right? And in 2003, and in 2002, it was not illegal for a major league baseball player to take steroids. In 2003, but they is were, that cheating? Is it cheating? Yes. If there's yeah. no rule, yeah. if there's no yeah, rule at cheating. the time, is there cheating? So what? In the United States there are a lot of there are a lot of things that aren't rules. In the United but States Constitution, there's something called ex post facto. Whoa. It means okay. if you okay. break the law before the law exists, yeah. you didn't break the law. Alex Rodriguez did this. So you're fine with him taking steroids? Well. He had. This is even if he took steroids and if. It is considered cheating by the majority of people in this country. We're talking about the greatest individual season Listen. anyone has ever had at the shortstop position. It's it's not even close. I know. Well, I it's mean, it's not even close. We'll put an asterisk next to that because. Yeah, you can put an asterisk, but he had the greatest season of shortstops ever had, and at the time it was not it was not against the rules to use steroids in Major League Baseball. But baseball. But, but it is now. I don't know. I, it's it's it cheating. It doesn't matter if it it's, is now. I I I see it as cheating. I it's wouldn't. Still I wouldn't. Also, I wouldn't want a cheater on my team. Cheating. Even even if it is cheating, we're we're taught the rules of this exercise that we're <laughs> doing right now 
is best individual season. He played in all 162 uh, games, which matches Cal Ripken. Okay. His yep. home run total was 57, which is more than the total of the years you picked for Cal Ripken oh, no, I mean, and Derek Jeter. He <laughs> batted 300. There's nothing more you could have asked of him, and he had a very solid defensive year winning the gold I mean, that's glove. a great season. It's just, you know. Winning Jeter. the gold glove at a time just of the peak of the powers of Jeter and Nomar Garcia par in the American know. League. I don't know. I'm not Unbelievable All I'm saying is Derek Jeter was probably the best player on that Yankees roster in 1999. Arguably one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball in that season. Pretty sure he led the league in hits that season. And he led them to a championship. I mean, okay. that's I mean, Cal, Cal Ripken is probably the, the only I mean, player to ever be remembered to come out of the Orioles organization. Probably. They also swept the Braves in that, the in that only World Series. Pl- Jonah, you're, you're, Steve. you're disrespecting yourself and the Orioles. Steve, they one other time. player out of the Orioles organization that's currently not on the team. Brooks Robinson. Okay, there's one. Boom. Name another. Name another. This, this so so many exactly. Orioles. Cal so Ripken Jr. formed that franchise. He, no, he did. No, he, he did. Didn't. Just. Okay, he did. Thank you. He did. He did. Thank you. And A Rod formed the steroid era. Yeah. I'm gonna say two things. I'm gonna say. (laughs) I'm gonna say a couple things before we move on. (laughs) Matt, your point saying that Derek Jeter was the best player on the on that team. Roger Clemens played on that Yankees team. Mario Rivera played on that Yankees team. Salty loves these roid guys. (laughs) At the time, it was not against the rules. Jonah, to your point about Cal Ripken, none of the numbers are even close to Alex Rodriguez in that season. But we are going to move on now to the topic we'll at let, hand. But we'll let the fans decide this. Yeah, yeah of course, of as course. always. We can argue all day. So yeah, we can we can argue all day. Decide. So make sure to tweet at us at SC16 mm-hmm. Podcast. We take all your votes into consideration. So mm-hmm. make sure you yeah. tweet at us. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. You can post stuff on there as well. Who you think is the greatest shortstop regular season performance of all time? So make but, sure to do that as well. Yeah. Now we're going to move on. Oh, we're to it's the best time of the year. Switch March, over to the madness. March madness. Oh, the madness. The How madness are your brackets looking right now, boys? How are your brackets looking? Uh, you know, pretty bad. Terrible. Terrible. Pretty, yeah. pretty bad. Pretty bad. On a scale of one to you know, mine has been worse, but it's still not that good. Hey, you're, aren't you close I'm up in, to I'm first in, place? I'm in 10th. I'm tied for 10th right now. You're up there. You're I have about 450, I think. Okay. I'm at like 410 or so. I'm close to last place in every single bracket I'm a part of. Oh, you that's every year for you, though. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at this whole March Madness thing. But my final four, it's, it's looking pretty good at this moment in time. You know, I had Iowa State going to the final four. I'm a, I am going to the championship, and I'm a little upset they lost. Georgia Sneha just did not show up. That's pretty bad. Yeah. They didn't show yeah, they, up. UAB throttled them. And, yeah. you know, I have I lost my one. I have three out of the four left. I have Kentucky, Arizona, and uh, Duke. But I had Northern Duke, Iowa. Duke looked impressive. Yeah, yeah I had, I had Northern Iowa coming out of the top, but they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat against Louisville. So <laughs> that that kind of sucks for me. I was kind of really really upset about that one. But you know, I'm, I still I got ten out of the sixteen Sweet Sixteen teams. So it's uh it's, it's a good day. Special. It's a good day. It's a good day. Salty, what do you think has been the biggest surprise so far? In the the biggest Madness? surprise of March Madness so far. Okay, I don't know how we didn't see this coming, but there's two seven seeds still in it. Mm-hmm. Wichita State, who was way underrated and defeated Kansas, a great game, and Michigan State beating Virginia. Those two seven seeds still being in it, and those two teams being the talent level that could potentially make a run to the I'm final I'm not really four. surprised about Michigan State, though. Or, or Wichita. You know Wichita if they Michi- could get by Indiana. That, I'm not, Michigan State you lost can't be, it's one, tough of the, to bet against Michigan one State of the March. 16 seeds. This, that yeah, during 15. the regular season, 15 seeds, sorry, 
pardon my <laughs> mistake. We also got to thank Tom Izzo's 13 and one now in the in the round yeah. of 32, yeah, Tom, which is incredible. Tom Izzo is an incredible coach. It's this is weird to think about because the last time the Final Four was held in Indianapolis, the Final Four was Michigan State, Duke, Butler, and West Virginia. Really? Butler's the only team not left, Ooh. and all three tough of those, road for W. Yeah, though a t- all three of those teams could make it back. They to all Indianapolis. could make it, but do you do you I'll, really do you really can you look <laughs> me in the eye I'm and say Kentucky is going to lose to West Virginia? Kentucky may lose to West Virginia. That, okay, you, what you Whoa, just said. No. Do you want me to tell you, you why? Said, do you want me to tell you why? You just do you want said, me to tell you why, Steve? What I can you tell you just, why right now. Hold on, I need to. I just need to make a point with your language. What you just said with May is just like saying that the Kentucky That's just Wildcats a cheap way out of it. are they going to be Kentucky? Be yes or no? Better than say it right now. James will they be the Kentucky? Cleveland if there Cavaliers. is a team to beat Kentucky, it will be West Virginia. So you're calling this upset? If there will be a team to beat Kentucky, it will be West Virginia. You want to know why? 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 Because West Virginia presses. 40 minutes throughout the game. Okay. And to reassure my point, Jack Kepner, what do you got? Yeah, Jonah. Uh, Whoa, Jack. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa, Jack just and came out of nowhere. And we're back Kepner's Whoa. corner. Yeah, I'm starting Whoa. Kepner's corner a little earlier. All right, look. <laughs> Kentucky, I have a lot on my chest about Kentucky. I'm a huge Florida fan. So I saw, I sat through oh, three straight games. Oh, yeah, big time. My dad went there. So sat through three straight games of Kentucky beating Florida. And you know what I found? Uh-huh. Kentucky, not that impressive. Really? Florida was atrocious this year. Played with them for about three quarters of the game, and then they just got tired because they have no big men. That's what Kentucky do, that does. But they, they wear, wear out you teams. down. Yeah, they wear. Any, can West anyone, Virginia doesn't get they worn down. They wear you down, but they don't start fast. They don't build big leads. They don't build big leads till late. So if you get a team, I'm not going to say West Virginia. I actually have Notre Dame beating them in my bracket. If you have a team that can shoot three, start hot. I've never seen Kentucky in a hole of, let's say, 10 or 15 points in the first half. I don't think they come back from that. All right, they start forcing him but shots. But maybe there's a reason I they never fall down into those if big Kentu- holes. I think if yeah, Kentucky were to lose a game, they play in the SEC. They don't play anyone that can shoot threes. Or I think if end. Kentucky were, were, were to lose a game, they would lose to either Notre Dame or Wichita State. To be honest, ooh, I, I picked Notre Dame to win between Wichita, Notre Dame and Wichita State. Right. But I'm, I, I think Notre I'm, Dame. I'm gonna throw something out there. I love this Notre threes. Dame team. I love, love, love this Notre Dame team. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is. If Kentucky loses to anybody besides Duke in the national championship game, I'm going to be disappointed because how great would it be? I'm just throwing out this hypothetical. If the national championship game was Kentucky-Duke and you saw Jaleel Okafor trying to battle with all the big men Kentucky has inside, that would be the dream scenario for a basketball fan. We talked about this in the car the other day. I, I may think. I may have said this before to people, yeah. but not in a microphone. So okay. you don't need to call me out on I'm it. I'm just saying, Steve. It, no, it would be awesome. I think a Kentucky-Duke final, which I have in my bracket, would be great for the NCAA and great for the fans because it's the two best teams. But mm-hmm. but Kentucky, the way they're playing, they they didn't pull away late until late against Cincinnati. And which is what they did yeah. all season long. Which but has when you get a team like West Virginia, West Virginia is a team that likes to get on you from the start. And if West Virginia is hot with Jawan Staten and if Devin Williams doesn't get in foul trouble, then, you know, they may give them a run. And so I'm saying Kentucky's run to the final four is going to go through West Virginia again. And if you think about the team that Kentucky, this is all, it, this has shades of 2010 written all over it. Because Kentucky with John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe in 2010, they were probably just as good or better of a team than the team that Kentucky has right now, and they lost to West Virginia in the Elite Eight. So it's okay. go, it's going to be it's going to go through West Virginia again. Do they do they have the hardest road? 
out no. of any one seed oh, that's um, left? Yeah, I'm going to say probably because Duke got lucky. They have to probably play Gonzaga because UCLA is not that good. Gonzaga, Kevin Pangos. Yeah, he does that's have some flow. That's not an flow. easy out. He does have some flow. Pangos I think does have the flow. I'll give Pangos him, is kind of proving that Kentucky is 20 years behind. I mean, Kentucky. Canada is 20 years behind the United States yeah. because he's got oh. mid 90s written all over yeah. him. I, I am it. sorry to all you Canadians. How about how about the Utes though? You, you guys don't think Utah can hang around with Duke? What's uh, oh, you no. and your Utes, man? You Delon Wright, Joe, you love Delon Wright. I love Delon Wright. They've been surprising all season. Utah has been one of the most underrated teams. Oh, really Am I the only one that has a problem with a guard wearing 55? I, I watch it. them play. I hate it. I, I'm squeamish <laughs> watching Delon Wright play number 55. Great he's player. So good. Makes every pass. He's so steals. good. His defense. He he's everywhere on defense. That's the thing oh, yeah. I against Georgetown. I just I just don't think they'll have enough. Like they don't really have a big guy that can stop Jaleel or Quinn Cook. Yeah, or, no, I agree with that. They just I'm not they, they just don't right. have enough weapons to compete with Duke. Yes, I think it'll be close for like the first 30 minutes or so, and then Duke will start to pull away. So I, that's that's what I got from there and then you know up top you have michigan state playing who do they playing again i can't oh oklahoma michigan state has oklahoma, oklahoma yeah. and then nc state got the upset and they get louisville i'm looking oh. forward to wisconsin and unc that's That'll probably going to be the biggest yeah. game That'll That'll be marcus, forward page. To. marcus page dude. is probably gonna hit about 10 threes because yeah. that's seen the only that way they're dude? gonna win he, he, when he's on when he's backed right into now. a corner the duke game he did it both duke games he did it really but he did it um against harvard the dude mm-hmm. just doesn't he, he's cold-blooded especially at the end of the second half he's got ice in his veins. Speaking That's what cold-blooded means, Salty. <laughs> and I and I wanted to thanks for adding on to the analogy. It's speaking, one step further. Speaking Metaphor. of hardest road to the final four, I'm gonna say it's Wisconsin because you mm. have you have to play no, UNC and then you have to play the winner. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be Arizona. It's going to be Arizona. You're gonna play Arizona. No way, Xavier. Stainbrook. They're underrated. I love Arizona. He is an Uber driver. Matt Stainbrook. Good story. Is an Uber driver because he gave up his scholarship to his brother so he could go to Xavier. Stainbrook is a freak under there. He gets every rebound. He doesn't miss. It's awesome. And he looks like a middle-aged man playing rec league ball at the YMCA. I love it. So. We've got a lot of great basketball to look forward to these next couple weekends. But while we're on the topic, I just want to bring up one more thing. We're going to go over to the woman's side for a quick second. I just want to point out that Gonzaga is still in it. Saturday night playing against Tennessee and the Lady Volunteers on ESPN. I want to see what Gonzaga can do. An 11 seed trying to make a round in the women's tournament, which is harder than in the men's tournament. How about seven seeded Dayton beating number two Kentucky? Yeah, yeah. The Dayton Flyers upset special men and women. Yeah, they're crazy. Dayton's just going. I just want to point out that Gonzaga (laughs) in the women's tournament is the 11 seed, and in the men's tournament, everyone picked them to be the team that got upset, and it's possible. Not plausible, possible. They end up in two finals. 11 seed in the women's bracket is never going to go past the Sweet 16. Yeah, they're probably not going to be UConn or Notre Dame. I will bet money right now. You always do that. Speaking of betting money, speaking of betting money, you're going to owe us. Me and Rambo both five bucks oh, yeah. at the what? end. Of, oh, yeah. The Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, bet, the by Hornets, the way, thanks dude. for reminding us. Oh yeah. Oh my that, bad. You yeah. Just, oh, I just but realized that. Yeah. I I'm <laughs> going to make some of this money back. Five dollars right now, Jack Hemner. I'm saying Gonzaga can get past the Sweet 16 and the women's tournament. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the shake. Ooh, uh-oh. Wow. Shake. I am a women's bracket expert. I filled out my bracket. I'm currently in the 80th percentile. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Boy. Wow. Nice. All yeah, right. Steve, you may. But yeah, you Cleveland may and Chicago, top five right now. Yeah, so. Um, so you're going to have to pay up. At yeah, you have you both Ramba and I, five bucks. Because okay. Charlotte's not going to be in the I top did, three I in the just, East. I just want to point out Charlotte's to not the even in the playoffs that <laughs> in the East. Even though Charlotte had a worse season than I expected them to, 
The Washington Wizards and Toronto oh, don't, Raptors don't, yeah. were two of the oh. best yeah. teams. But you said all three. Season. You said all three. That this is <laughs> this is fact. <laughs> this is what I said. And it, we should I, throw this in like in, during the podcast. Back? Like salty, like so confident earlier in the year that this was going to happen. <laughs> okay, if we're talking about the NBA, I just want to point out eight-seed Boston Celtics, 31-39. and 39, Yeah, but did you, classic. Heat, did you guarantee classic. any of us on air that the Celtics would make the playoffs? No, I did not. You were down were on the Celtics. <laughs> they, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I Doesn't feel about it. Doesn't this just prove that you can tank in the NBA for half a season and then still make it as an eight-seed? Okay. It's it's actually absurd. They're going to get yeah. the class, what, like they eight didn't games tank below at all. They were going all the entire smacked season by the because Hawks. they have a lot of young players that are trying to improve them. But there's potential Marcus that they Smart, get though. swept yeah, round what was one of the past. Marcus the Smart, great yeah. player. Great player. Shows a lot had, of hustle. He's always had I'm not a fan of Marcus he was Smart. In, he was in a bad – He player. was placed in a bad situation. He's my favorite player. He's my screen pr- – on my your phone. favorite player? My favorite player. Is he player really your background on the Celtics roster? My favorite currently? player in the NBA right now wow. is Marcus Smart wow. because he Why? affects the game of – he's like some of these college guys. Right. He affects the game right. without scoring. He affects the game without getting a ton of stats. But when you watch, you know he's on the court. He plays incredibly hard defense. He's incredibly improved on the offensive end. I have never seen someone come into the NBA – so ready he should have definitely got suspended for more than one game, has. though, for that punch on Matt Bonner. Yeah, what do you, you think of that? You that was a the video tape? It was, oh, I watched it, it was plenty part of times. Of, it was part of the play, sir. Going for the Wait, midsection? Sirs. Say, sirs. It. Say it. Sirs. I love, sirs. I love it. Going sirs. for the midsection. I love it. But, yeah, uh, so let's go through. With yeah, all the teams left, with all the teams left, what is your final fours, and who do you have coming out on top of the national championship? jumping back to college? Yeah, we're going back to college. Oh, no, this is my time of the year. I love the brackets, man. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, I love right, it. I'll, I'll go first on this okay. one. Yeah, you go. I'm going to stick with Kentucky, even though I love Notre Dame. Sticking with Kentucky. Okay. Going to go with Wisconsin. They've got a tough road, but Wisconsin's very good. My Blue Devils of Duke, love that team. They're my national champion. And honestly, I'm going to go with Michigan State. Okay. Jumping on the bandwagon. I'm jumping on <laughs> there the you go. Tom is Tom is, on that a fantastic is coach. Hopping on that bandwagon. Let's try to go through this real quick. Matt, what's you yours? You had Kentucky, Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Duke? Yep. I have the same. Wow. Oh, all right, exactly. Jack. I have not changed have my bracket same. at all. I'm sticking with I had the, Iowa State, but the ones on the bottom half, Duke and Wisconsin, and then right. top half, big surprise, Michigan State. <laughs> oh. From the get go. Oh, from the get go. Yeah, that's baby. impressive. I had Michigan State in the final four. He that's did. impressive. And Notre Dame. I like Pat Connaughton. That's all I have to say. My my heart goes with that pick. My mind goes with Kentucky. That Butler game, I almost had a heart attack. Oh my yeah. goodness! I was Close I was game. I was watching on TV that block at the end of the game Connaughton had. Unbelievable. That was unreal. Crazy athletic player. All right, Jonah, Jonah, you're on four. Kentucky, obviously. Arizona out of Ooh. the bottom half. Ooh. Arizona. Right. Arizona's playing hot. Right now they're Fred on. Kaminsky, they're on fire. Fred Kaminsky can't be stopped. No, Kaminsky and the boys. Bottom, r- bottom right. We're gonna go Duke and oh, top, yeah. top right. I'm going with the Boomer Sooners. Ooh. I think the Sooners. They yeah, play. They're gonna be Michigan State. Yeah, they play really fast paced. They have they have players that can match up really well with Tom Izzo Spartans and NC, have- NC State Louisville is just kind of they just two ACC teams that have seen each other way too much. All it's right. gonna be a toss up. Right. And then I think one of those. I think Sooners will come out and then I. I have Duke, and I'm going to go Arizona in the title game. Duke, Arizona. I'm going to have Arizona. Win. Yeah, Arizona, being Arizona, Arizona over Kentucky. I'm, gonna, I'm changing Oof. up my bracket. Wow. I, what I've seen Bold. from Arizona is very impressive. Wow. Very impressive. Bold. So I'm going to say Arizona over Kentucky. 
Arizona. Oh, oh, Arizona over Kentucky, and then Arizona over Duke in the title game. All right. All right. So yeah, that's yeah. what I got. We got our we got our our we picks got our in picks and Rahemba. The madness is gonna continue coming up in the Sweet 16. But that's all we got right now for the SC 16 podcast. Thanks to Salty Steve, Jonah Restuccio, of course Kempner's corner, Jack Kempner coming in here out of nowhere doing his thing. Chris Serrano's in there. I don't know what he's doing right now, but he's doing stuff. Ryan Benelli and of course me, Matt Rahemba. That's all we got right now. This is the SE16 podcast. <laughs>